the most famous man on the planet is here. Okay, everybody. Okay, everybody. We're back after a two-week break on accident. It's just podcast. It is podcast time. It's just, that's an inside <laughs> joke for absolutely no one other than the three people sitting in this room. Uh, that's beautiful. It's Waltz to the Death. We're an NBA it's podcast. Just waltz to it's just Waltz <laughs> to the Death, an NBA podcast. Guys, we had to take a little two-week break only because... We have already done this podcast that I am that we are about to do. We've done it one time last week. We finally hit 88 miles an hour. Yeah, we cannot get our shit together. We really can't. It's well, just it's not really ours. It's, okay, no, it's not ours. It is it is my computer shit. If I could turn back time, <laughs> we would just true. We would Dr. Man would save the podcast that we already did. I would. I would. Um, so here's what happened. So we lost. Don't forget to save your work. If you've been listening to the pod for a while, first off, we lost an episode back in November because my laptop got stolen out of my car. So that was super <laughs> cool with the podcast. This is on the it. second lost episode. Second we, lost or episode. this isn't it, but we have had two lost episodes. Two lost episodes. Yeah. So that. So we lost an what, episode what for that. We got that and then yeah, I know. I, I think about that episode every day. The crazy uh, thing is, we solved the energy crisis on that pod. Yeah, we did. We found we you know became we came up with a source for renewable clean energy for everybody. We just we, clean, for, we cold forgot it. Fusion. We actually we actually fixed global warming on that episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so R.I.P. Yeah. RIP share is share um, dead? Sure, no, sure. I don't think she's just dead. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Keep fighting, <laughs> share. Uh, I will say. <laughs> R.I.P. DMX. Ah, oh, shit, man. You yeah. ruined it. Uh, hey, I have some DMX cute. It's, uh, it's okay. It's Killing okay. the vibe. Um, <laughs> hey, we were talking about R.I.P. and singers, you know. Hey. Yeah. So R.I.P. last week's episode, we were... Keep fighting. <laughs> Cher. Keep fighting. Just like Cher, our episode exists somewhere, but... but question mark. But it's, it's questionable. No one knows where. Um, no, Cher's still alive. Is she? <laughs> Is she, though? I so at the end of last week's episode, I always edit it the morning after we decided to post it. I went to go and edit it and uh, our program decided that it wanted to freeze up and not work, which is normally fine because it auto saves and it's not a big deal. For some reason this week, it did not auto save and I searched on the internet for three hours for how to recover those files and still could not figure out where they went. They just disappeared. So uh, and it's gone. So yeah, just you know, hey, that, oh, he, we we got done, and he was like, uh, "My computer's being weird. I'll just shut it. It'll be fine tomorrow." Which and it has the next done, day, it's done the same thing before. It's the next done day, I was before. like, "Yo, you got the episode, man," and just come on, fuck it, down, down. That's literally oh, what I did too. I was like, uh, "Fucking all right, listen." So, so what had happened was, so listen, happened all right. Was. So I had a computer, and the computer was. Right. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. so we lost it, but we're gonna do it again. And a good thing for us is, you know, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken, and I don't really remember what we talked about. Exactly. I mean, I do, but I don't remember what I said. So yeah, it's yeah. it's just it's a, a, a do over. Yeah, yeah. We're we're viewing this episode afresh. So sorry for the two week hiatus, but we're back at it. We're back in the saddle, guys. So it's right here, back back just back. Back in, back right in the saddle, here. saddle yep. yo. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we're oh, gonna... thanks, man. Thanks, pal. That's right. I'm right back where where right back in the saddle here. <laughs> yep, that's us. Perfect. Um, so we're gonna jump into it. We talked a little bit uh, last, literally last week. Um, the trade deadline has already ended, but we're gonna go through it again. Um, the trade deadline was wild this year. Um, Got a little crazy up in yeah, here. Yeah, it did. Seems like it forever ago. It does. It seem, I mean, it was definitely like two, almost two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, so here are all the trades that happened. I'm going to run them down really, really fast, and then we'll talk a little bit about them. So the Pistons sent DeLon Wright to Sacramento for Corey Joseph, which was just a one-for-one one trade. They're basically the same human. Irrelevant. Yeah, totally irrelevant. Uh, Denver sent Isaiah Hartenstein in a second-round pick for JaVale McGee. Fantasy implications because Hartenstein's been playing a lot. He has Ooh. been playing a lot, and Crawdaddy has him on his team. Apparently, he got my sloppy seconds. I picked him up for a little bit. But. Yeah, um, and it's just interesting that Javale, you know, was uh, was a decent contributor to the championship Lakers, and now it's just bounced around the league a little bit. It's uh, interesting to me. Um, Orlando, the, one of the big trades, sent uh, Vucic, Vucevic, fuck, 
uh, <laughs> their main guy. However you say his name. Nicola. And Al Farouk Amino to uh, the Bulls for Otto Porter, Wendell, uh, Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., double juniors, and two first-round picks, which was uh, one of the biggest trades of the deadline. It was um, Orlando really had a fire sale because they also sent Evan Fournier to Boston for two second-round picks, which seems pretty cheap to me. And they also very well, so. they also Has sent, he played at all? Hardly. I don't think he's yeah, been like hurt. Exactly. He hasn't really played yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, and they also sent Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark to the Nuggets for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first-round pick. So, Which or, seems like a bad move now. Yeah, so they netted three first-round picks in two seconds for all those guys, and you know, plus some, some assets in RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, Otto Porter, and uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Seems like they gave up a lot, though. You know, gave up. Uh, a current all-star, a former all-star, and dunk champ. Um, you know, M. Fournier is a contributor. He's just been hurt, you know. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot. Uh, well, they weren't doing anything anyway, so. Yeah, just squandering in Orlando. And Orlando just going to Disney World on the weekends, you know. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Uh, the Kings sent Nemanja Bielitsa to Miami for Mo Harkless and Chris Silva, which was interesting. He just has kind of fallen out of the rotation, only averaging like 16 minutes a game. Uh, and he was kind of a big part of their offense last year, so I, I don't really understand why he kind of fell out of the rotation for Luke Walton. But I'm um, glad to see he's going to get some potential PT in Miami. Uh, Philadelphia sent George Hill, some or somehow got George Hill from Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City got Austin Rivers somehow. I don't know how that worked. Uh, they waived him. Um, they also got Tony Bradley. And then New, the New York Knicks got Terrace Ferguson and Vincent Poirier. Um, so that was a, a three-way trade. I don't know how it all shook down and stuff like that. Austin Rivers got waved, waved so you know Dylan was team yet? Dylan was celebrating. Uh, he's signed <laughs> with the Bucks. Yeah, I don't have oh. Schadenfreude for him necessarily. I just don't really want to see him in his stupid face anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really hate him, but I don't want to see him succeed. Is what uh, you just said. Yeah, I don't. I don't root for him to fail. I just don't I just want, want him, him to, to succeed. Fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the rivers family to be honest you know that's fair that's fair yeah yeah um portland sent gary trent and rodney hood to toronto for norman powell which is looking real dumb after gary, gary trent had a 44 yeah point did game gary trent get randomly drug tested because he went off for 44 after scoring like 10 yeah. points the game before uh yeah he scored 10 points and on uh three of 16 shooting and scored negative 12 fantasy points i know that because he was on my team <laughs> yeah. it was super tight um he made up for it the next night though he did he made up for it the next night it's a um, net of about you know 20 something points something like that uh moving on atlanta atlanta sent rajon rondo atlanta atlanta rajon <laughs> sent rajon rondo to LA for Lou Will in two seconds. But the Clippers. Not That's the a smart Lakers. pickup for the Clippers, but um, they had to give up Lou Will for it. They tried yeah. to get him in, in free agency. And and Lou Will gets to go to Magic City every night. Every now. night. Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou just and getting the wings. he almost retired because he got traded. Yeah. yeah then he sure. realized, oh, man. I can get paid <laughs> I can and go use to Magic that paycheck City. <laughs> in, at Magic City. That's right. Uh, for those of y'all who don't get that reference, uh, Lou Will got uh, had to quarantine extra in the bubble because he was not supposed to go into a club or establishment, but decided to go to a strip club called Magic City because he said that the wings were really good there. So a pretty famous uh, establishment. It's in Atlanta too, too right? Yeah, it's in Atlanta. Yeah. It's in a lot of music videos. Yes, and uh, yeah, it's pretty famous. Yeah, it's also in the the uh, show Atlanta with Donald Glover. Oh, is it excellent show? <laughs> Great. Also, um, yeah, on the other side of a state from Orlando. Yep. Um, Houston sent Victor Oladipo Everyone. to Miami for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and a pick swap, which is looking great right now because uh, Oladipo is playing really bad. And he's and, very hurt. And, yeah, he got hurt, hurt his knee dunking with nobody within two feet of him. Yeah, and Kelly Olenek is uh, the actual goat. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I, Okay, I do time. think we talked about this last time, but uh, I don't have it in front of me anymore because, uh, fuck it, we already did this. But – the return for James Harden ultimately now that it's all shaken out is very bad. Yeah, yeah. it's not great. How do you want to do you want to talk about the skin or should I, should I just be nice and we can just move on? I mean, on? we can we can touch on it briefly. I I understand that it was not the return that you would want for a superstar player. <laughs> that is um, an understatement. I also I also think one that the Rockets do have to like kind of rebuild culture a little bit because I think that there was this air of it's James Harden's Rockets and like fuck everybody else. And if you're not on board, yeah. And also like a laid back and non-professional culture. So they got to kind of rebuild that. 
I think it was also like not a very player friendly team in that I love Daryl Morey a lot. I think he made, made a lot of good moves, but that everyone was expendable to some extent. Sure. You know, other yeah, than yeah. James yeah. Harden. And so I think that that gives like an air of not, you know, not a player friendly team. And so I think Raphael Stone's really got to kind of rebuild that. And so by, by doing that, you know, and making sure that one, you're getting some, some assets back. We did get a lot of picks and pick swaps back for him that, you know, may or may not convey. We're going to see, um, you know, and, and got a lot of, uh, some young guys and stuff through the draft because of that. I, I think it's just, it is not the return we wanted, but also if we're going to have any sort of like shot over the next 10 years, then like we have to rebuild the culture that, that the Rockets have, you know, put in place for the last 10. Yeah. And so, um, and that's going to take John Wall's contract. Yeah. I mean, that's going to take, uh, like literally bringing it down to the foundation. And so that's kind of what we had to do. And unfortunately it wasn't the return that, you know, we wanted, but it, it was, it did get us there back to the foundation. You know, um, we're not going to have any of that. Like, you know, I am going with this house analogy, but like, no, like, you know, <laughs> rotted out frame and stuff is not sure. what we want. So, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I just think there's many missteps along. I mean, the James Harden trade had to happen, right? He, he won a trade. Yeah. yeah. He was like getting fat and not trying hard. Like you haven't lost it all magically. Yeah. That's some bullshit too. He sandbagged yeah. for sure. Um, but, I understand they had to trade him. He he wanted to trade. There's no, there was sort of a lose lose situation, but like not trading Tim, not not dealing with the 76ers because you don't want to deal with Maury. That's some Tillman Fertitta bullshit. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Because um, you could have got Ben Simmons potentially. It sounded like rumor was that Ben Simmons was on on the. Yeah. It, the rumor was Tyrese Maxey, Ben Simmons, Matisse Thibel, and three firsts. That's which awesome. Is yeah, like that is instant return incredible. and potential for future return. I mean, I get you have John Wall. What do you want? Ben Simmons, but like Ben Simmons is just he's a franchise player. franchise player. Yeah. Yeah. Who can't shoot a three pointer, but you know, whatever. Um, and then also like Karis Levert, not Ooh. taking him to the Depot. Like, I don't really understand that now. I mean, I get you flexibility, right? You keep yeah. saying like, they just want to be flexible and, but at what cost? Yeah. I mean, flexibility is great, but if you have flex, it's like the, the Celtics. If you have all these, this war chest of assets, but you can't turn it into anything, you know, it's, yeah, but it's it, we'll see. I mean, it remains to be seen. I think it's just tough, man. It's, they got a lot of picks that, a lot of late first picks and a lot of pick swaps that probably won't happen. Um, and for a yeah. player like James Harden, who was like an MVP candidate basically before he got hurt recently and sat out some so games. So potentially it could be similar to the Herschel Walker, Walker trade. That's a wrong sport, dude. Um, I understand that. <laughs> the Cowboys, in a nutshell, the Cowboys traded Herschel Walker and got like Emmett Smith, Troy Aitman, but I think Michael Irvin. I will say right now, it is super not that. That is not what's happening. Right yeah, now. that's a... You're- <laughs> I'm I mean, just saying it potentially you, you, Kelly Olenek is not Troy Aikman. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. They got picks that turned into those players. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying it could potentially turn into that. But, but you're counting on the Rockets to pick really well, which they have not really, not a bad history, but no sterling history of doing yeah. so far. So it's like, and also like their late first round picks, those pick swaps again, probably seems like it's unlikely that they happen. But anyway. We'll find out. Yeah. I mean, again, I I, I talked about this. You're trying the, to be positive, and I, I, I understand, but <laughs> I, I talked about this in the last episode. like you're episode, not really seeing what's actually <laughs> happening. I mean, no. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I this just is fine. This is fine. You're literally the dog surrounded by fire right now. <laughs> I just think it's a it's it's a long-term situation. You know, Last for damn sure. Well, yeah, because you can't. <laughs> Sure, telling me it's not a short situation. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Jason Tate for some reason just decides to blow up. I mean, he already. You have a lot of nice players. I'll I'll give you that. It's yeah. Our our young assets are very. It seems a lot to me for young assets. We are not winning games. No, no, no. But it seems a lot. It's very similar to me to the like post Kobe Lakers, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, these guys aren't. We're, we're necessarily high picks, but like D'Angelo Russell, Lonzo Ball, Julius Randle. D'Angelo Russell's a top three pick. No, I'm saying the guys in the Rockets oh, yeah. aren't. Yeah. We're necessarily all high picks, but lo- like lottery picks. The Lakers had like five lottery picks in a row, mm-hmm. and they got Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, uh, D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. um, and then Josh Hart was second round pick, but still like really good assets. Terrible and they, you know, they lost a lot of games those four or five years. Like lost a lot of games. Jordan Clarkson yeah. too, mm-hmm. um, but they ended up turning that into. Anthony Davis and turning it into other people. They let Julius Randle walk, but that was to sign LeBron. So yeah, it's, you know, flexibility is great. And yeah. that's, that's one thing they Julius had Randle, LeBron. Come on. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying they, 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 they brought up a lot of young guys who were really good, who turned out, who've all 
turned out to be really good in the league. Um, and that's what you got to do. You got to get young guys. And if you want to win, win now, you have to eventually flip them for something. Yeah. And I I think that the similar to that, those baby Lakers too, is, uh, giving them the chance to play and having like veterans in front of them. And I think that we were talking about this a little bit uh, earlier today off off pod, but uh, I think that the move of Ben McLemore and waving him recently was kind of for that is like, you know, Ben McLemore was going to contribute and be kind of that like sixth, seventh, eighth guy off the bench. But if we can get a, a rookie in that spot, you know, if we can get a guy that's on a two way from the G League and get him minutes and stuff and, and build his value to either to flip or just to, to build his value as a, yeah, as a rotation player, then like, why would we not do that? And, and, you know, continue yeah, before if we're other games the rest of the season. Yeah, if well. we're if we're trying if we're shooting for those tank wins, you know, then like we might as well <laughs> yeah. just play all the young guys. You Meanwhile, know, these minutes. these teams are all tanking and releasing guys and cutting them and buying them out. And Rob Plinkett just like, yeah, that's an excellent transition to the buyout market. Yeah. yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that. So there's been some really big buyouts lately. Um, so obviously, LaMarcus Aldridge uh, just recently got bought out. He went and played for the Nets, started immediately. Uh, Drummond got bought out. And yeah, over DeAndre, the, which is weird. Uh, yeah, Drummond got bought out and went to the Lakers. Um, and a month one, ago. Blake Griffin got bought out and went to the Nets. Yeah, yeah, Blake Griffin got bought out and went to the Nets. There's been there there's been some really big buyouts, um, you know, in the last couple of years, and uh, it one thing that is kind of floating around in NBA circles is that the buyout market re- negatively affects small market teams because guys are on bigger contracts from small market teams. They you know get these buyout deals and stuff because they've fallen out of rotation because you know these smaller market teams are not doing well. They have coaching rotation changes uh, that you know causes them to fall out of favor, and they get these buyout deals. But they end up going to these bigger markets that are championship contenders, and so it ends up overall just being negative because basically these uh, small market franchises are using all of their cap room and all their money on these guys, having them go to these buyouts, and then they end up on a large market team anyway. So. Uh, so yeah, I just, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about like, what do you think is there a way that the NBA like incentivizes small markets and stuff, uh, for the buyout market or is there like, is the system not broken? You know, like what, like what, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Well, right now, I mean, you have like the bird right thing, right? Where like the team you're on <clears throat> can offer you way more money if you're, uh, you know, a free agent. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. that's, that's. It's it's I mean that works for everybody, but if you're a small market team like Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee could offer Giannis like a fucking assload of money, yeah, um, more than anybody their team could, which is ultimately I think part of the reason he obviously signed with them. Um, so and there's that, and also stop signing these people to bad deals. Like yeah. you signed him or you traded for him, like Drummond in, in the Cavs for Drummond yeah. instance, they traded for him. Like we just talked about it too. Like why can the Pistons play him? Like I get you rebuilding, but like rebuild around him, you know, like, yeah, you, know, yeah. you got to tear it down. Okay, fine. But you have him. He's like 27 or right or something. Yeah. Like he's a cornerstone piece. He's a center who like fucking eats rebounds for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, and knows exactly what he is. So like, I don't get it. So I don't yeah. really have a lot of sympathy for these. Like, you know, Spurs too. Like they can't find a trade for LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, well, you signed him to that deal. Like, I mean, you knew how old he was. You knew yeah. what the deal. Like, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for these people no. crying about, like, it's not fair. Well, stop buying him out. Stop signing him to bad deals that you well, have to buy out. You know? The other thing, too, with LaMarcus, when he went to the Spurs, they still had Tony and Manu and Timmy. Yeah. And so, like, he fit in great during that time. But just, like, once all those guys retired and then you're just left with a bunch of young guys, they should have got rid of him then. The Yaka Pertle era. The Yaka Pertle <laughs> era. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, does it also we talked about this previously, but there's not a history of this being a big deal. Like the most buyout players have not affected at all. The only kind of outlier was Keith. Yeah. Who got yeah. bought out last year and then played for the Lakers and was pretty had some some integral moments in the playoffs. So there's really not a lot of history. So we'll honestly I think at the end of this year we'll see like um obviously the Nets or the Lakers, if either one of them make the finals and end up winning it if it really was a big deal and you know, it's, I think I also think this year is kind of an outlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think this is going to be very common moving forward. Yeah. And I think that if there is like, if there starts to be kind of like a history of the buyout market negatively affecting small market teams, I think that there are some really simple things that the NBA can do for that where it's like, all right, if your market share is like under a certain amount, then like 
you can sign these guys for this amount and it hits your cap at less or something yeah. like that, right? Or they can like offer a bigger vet men, you know what I mean? Because like, I mean, Drummond on the Lakers right now, he's making like what, 1.8 this yeah, year? The minimum, you know, the, yeah. yeah, and so he got bought out. He's making 1.8. I mean, he, he's getting his money, you know, but like... He got his money in the buyout. Uh, yeah, he, well, he got his money in the buyout, but if it's like... Okay, like he can get one point eight on the Lakers, or he can go to uh, like Atlanta, who's like a mid level contender, you know, and he can get five point eight, right? And so, and but it only hits Probably their cap. Like Orlando. Yeah, but it only hits their cap for like one point eight, you know. Right. So if you can go to these like mid market, mid like table small market teams, like that would that'd be pretty nasty if he was on a team like you know like or like Charlotte, for example. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, if he was on one of those teams and he, you know, would, would get a decent paycheck on top of that. So I, I think if moving forward, if historically this becomes a negative effect on small market teams, I think it's really easy for the NBA to incentivize that. It's just a matter of like, if they feel like it's a big enough, well, there are things problem. in place, dude, like, you know, the stretch and wave, right? Like the Lakers are still paying Luol Deng $5 million a year, you know, like <laughs> they made a bad deal. Timothy Mozgov, they made that as a bad deal. They, they've. They've made bad deals, like yeah. But you just you, you deal with it, man. You have to like rip the bandaid off. So mm-hmm. it's everybody makes bad deals, and everybody now yeah. they yeah. Do people want to go play with superstar players to win a ring in large markets? Yeah, of course. But like that's not gonna that's never gonna change, you know. Yeah. I also, was... don't buy a fucking sports team in like Pittsburgh and then bitch about how like nobody wants to come here. Like, why'd you buy a team there? You know, like so yeah. what? You know, sorry, sorry, billionaire who's like sad. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel sorry for you. The other thing too is like so in this this year there's been a bunch of media circus about oh the Nets signed Blake Griffin oh the Nets signed Lamarcus Aldridge they're out of their prime they're fucking washed too like yeah. I don't care like after like, watching the game Saturday too I'm like first of all I wasn't worried about them anyway but I'm super not worried now Andre yeah. Drummond ate his fucking lunch oh, yeah. you know so I'm like yeah they can have like these guys who suck and don't play defense yeah I mean there if this was five years ago it would have been holy shit this this team is amazing, but it's not. They're out of their prime. The reason they got bought out because they were not very good. Right, right. They weren't performing to the Blake level. Blake Griffin hadn't dunked in three years. You know. Yeah, yeah. Lamarcus well, Aldridge wasn't doing much in San Antonio. Yeah, he's a nice piece, but he. I don't. I'm selling all my any net. I don't have any net stock, but I would sell it all right now. I don't <laughs> yeah. like. I don't get what they're doing. I, they're like the Clippers last year. I don't understand their roster. They're not addressing the needs that they have. They have so much offensive firepower, and they went and added like over the hill offensive players like yeah yeah and now they're playing LaMarcus Aldridge over Jordan yeah. Jordan which makes no sense to me cuz like and I guess DeAndre. you got to play him and see what he can do and and maybe figure it out whatever but like but DeAndre's a defensive player yeah and yeah I don't they have no room protection they're playing them both over Nicholas Claxton which yeah. is really bad yeah. for my fantasy team <laughs> you know uh, no, actually, I think he's a Clarkson, great piece, and I think that, actually looks pretty good. Yeah, no, I think that he, I, I, I'm also confused by the LA signing and stuff, and thinking that, uh, like DeAndre Jordan and Claxton, I think Claxton could like get some playoff minutes. Yeah, you know, like totally. he's playing really, really well. I just um, don't get what they're doing. It's like the Clippers last year. People are just looking at it in terms of like a 2k roster of like oh yeah. wow they have like all these guys who are like 80 or 75 or above but like the back of the jersey is what in basketball does it basketball it doesn't make sense like that's why the clippers rondo i like think that's a really good signing for them because that's what they've been missing that's what they were missing last year was a point guard an offensive facilitator mm-hmm. and they got that now like reggie jackson get the fuck out of here i'm better than he is you know um, <laughs> well, that's bold uh, uh we, we keep receipts here i don't know if you know that so i'm gonna listen i will play one-on-one against bobby schmurda any day okay <laughs> i'm gonna pull that out on saturday anytime you like anytime you get toasted at all i'm just gonna say oh reggie jackson wouldn't have got toasted there um yeah, I, I, I don't get what the Nets are doing, and I think Saturday was – you can call it outlier. You can call it like they weren't trying. Lakers are trying too hard, but I don't know. I didn't also see a lot Kyrie of fight or defense from that team. And is a head case. Kyrie's a head case, dude. What's he, I mean, Schroeder cooked him in the first half, and he lost his damn mind, and now he's taking a, another sabbatical. Said, so. he got, said he got a bad breath and had to go take a sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I don't know, man. And KD, he had a minutes restriction. He, he doesn't look – he doesn't look bad, but he doesn't look quite right to me. He looks yeah. a little a little timid, and maybe that'll come back. I mean, Harden's kind of been their point guard, so he wasn't playing. But, you know, also Lakers don't have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So. Yeah, they're two the best players. Um, anyway, uh, I also have a question. This is very brief. But, like, what is a small market and a large market? Like, I feel like it's just like everyone's just basically mad at New York and Los Angeles. Like, it's always just like these, well, these large market teams. I'm like... Okay, well, like who's? I the, think that it is. It's like has to do with city population. Well, sure. And so I think that but that's it's, like every big city has an NBA team. So like, which? 
I think it's like any, I get San Antonio. That's a small market. That's a small city to have a Chris Person. I think it's any city over one point five million is the like cat for big. How many market. cities have an NBA team that don't have one point five million people? Oklahoma City, uh, Charlotte. Sure, they're small. Charlotte, uh, Sacramento. Sacramento. Okay, so yeah. that's four out of the thirty um, NBA teams. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Sure. Um, Memphis. Okay. Um, Minneapolis. Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's Cleveland, got a fuckload of people, man. Cleveland's pretty big. They're just I got like the internet in my hands, like pasty white people who are <laughs> very smart, but like you know. I, I mean, I'm just curious. I Cleveland, feel like I Ohio was, has a population of 381,000. What? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What about the? But like the holiday? yeah. What about like uh, I feel like there's a lot of people in Ohio. Well, apparently Ohio doesn't exist anymore. I know it's like a uh, flyover. Population state. has ele- 11 million in the, all of Ohio. Oh. Okay, maybe it's spread between Cleveland and uh, Cincinnati. 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 Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm just curious. I always hear like large market, small market. I'm like, I feel like they're just mad at Los Angeles and New York all the time. Yeah. I like, mean, is Boston a big market, small market? Like, what do you consider Boston? Boston's a big market. I would assume so. I get Miami. Um, so L.A., Toronto, Brooklyn, Detroit, Washington. There's no one in Detroit. Golden now. State, New York, Miami. Um, Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, Boston, Dallas, and Philly are all I mean, all that's half the fucking teams. NBA, dude. I mean, come on. What are we like? You can't say half the NBA has an advantage. Like, that's not. It's not. Small market is. Oh, this is old because this is the Charlotte Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, Cleveland, Memphis, New Orleans, Milwaukee, uh, Minnesota. has got to have more than 1.5 million. Yeah, Minnesota. Wait, where, where did the Timberwolves play? Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. For some reason, (laughs) Minnesota. For some reason, Milwaukee was in Minnesota in my head for a second. Uh, Sacramento, Denver, OKC, Indiana, Phoenix, Orlando. Phoenix? Portland, Utah, and San Phoenix has a lot of people, man. Yeah. Phoenix is huge. But I mean, maybe it's not, you know, 1.5. I don't know. Uh, 1.6 is their population. Yeah, so. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to derail the geography and, you know, no, the, the I mean, U.S. census. I mean, that's interesting, though. I, I think that the, like, the line is a little gray between yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So I, think I so. get that. Um, the real question is, what does 2K label them as a label of the mass? <laughs> Good question. Great question. We'll Excellent. have that after the break, everybody. Um, yeah. Speaking of gray lines. Uh, <laughs> Your I, desire to segue everything is one of the most endearing things about it's so you. fun Incredible. i love it i don't i just try and, uh, and think of them on the spot and it works and your pass fail is not great but oh yeah for sure <laughs> i'm very it's it's very 50 50 so speaking of gray lines uh there are some gray soles on my sneakers so let's go into sneaker check <laughs> yeah, what you wearing dr man uh yeah i am wearing the uh jordan 5 stealth we actually were all matching last week uh we sure the, were we we were really out here all of us hit on the jordan 5 stealth it was incredible by some it is, miracle it is a miracle it has never happened um that all of us have hit on the same shoes that we've been uh you know going for and so uh, i'm wearing the jordan 5 stealth um the what is it? April, 2020. It was March yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. The March, 2020, uh, one release, uh, 2021. I think, I yes. don't think there was a, yeah. March, 2021 release. All right. Crawdaddy, what are you wearing? I am also wearing the stealth. Nice. Very nice. Um, <laughs> I, uh, are not, I, I hit on NFT guys. Um, I'm rich <laughs> now, so I have the Jordan <laughs> one trophy rooms. Ooh. Um, Ooh. they're Very nice. obviously super not real, so that's okay, yeah. but I like them a lot and they look great. Um, yeah. And you know, uh, I think I think I think that this is this is a great point for us to to bring up right now because we talk a lot about sneakers on this podcast. We love sneakers a lot. Um, I've been called a sneaker head by people and stuff. You're a Jordan head. I'm a Jordan head. That's for <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, but here here's our thing: is we've talked about how hard it is to get sneakers now and how it's such a thing and how there are bots that are controlling a lot of it. And there is this whole market of what is called rep sneakers. And so I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's on, um, it's on, uh, reddit.com slash rep sneakers. Um, and it's basically these guys who, uh, they have some moonlighters, uh, from these Nike factories, um, overseas. And there are ways for you to get access to the shoes that they have made. And they, um, are pretty much exact replicas of, um, Nike shoes. And so, um, just for, you know, uh, legality sake, I'm not going to go into any more other than that, but there are ways for you to access those. And so, 
Um, some of this, most of the stuff that we have is retail, but there are definitely some selects that are not. Um, and we'll let you, yeah, we'll let you decide. <laughs> yeah. But, but for the most part, a lot of it comes from the, the fact that like we, we love sneakers and we love the way they look and you also don't want to pay $500. And yeah. And also like that, the resale game has kind of like ruined, uh, the love of sneakers for a lot yeah, of people. I mean, and it becomes look, more of a, I'm a out of the game. Well, the game has changed, but the players are the same. <laughs> That's right. The play, the, we're the players and we're the, the game same. has changed. The game has the players really are changed. the same. You know, yeah. the game is fucking rigged. That's what it comes down to. Like, you know, um, and uh, you know, not to quote vision and Wanda vision in the ship of Theseus, if, all the parts of the ship are the same, you know, is it not the true ship? So that's also kind of how I feel about it is like, if it's, if it's the same material, the same factory, everything like, it's the same are you not wearing the same shoe technically? I mean, just cause you didn't get it from a different sweatshop, you know, that <laughs> yeah. makes it. So yeah. um, again, we love retail. We try to, we try to cop our sneakers the old fashioned way, but um, it's every, becoming harder and harder. To it do. is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And specifically for, you know, there, there are certain models that, um, don't even really make it out of the yeah. the the shipping lanes. Um, there there are some the that trophy rooms, for example. Yeah, there are just some that end up all all in back doors and you know backhand stuff and and sneaker resellers end up getting their hands on them before the public actually even gets access to them. Yeah, and so there's not even really an opportunity for us to take a swing on them. And so I mean, we can't even wander into some shoe store in Houston and like uh, you know <laughs> get told out. basically to fuck off. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, yeah, that's there may or may not have been a gun drug deal going down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. PJ Tucker got a sneaker store in Houston. Now we got to get kicked out of. So yes, that's, that's, yes. the, that's the next goal. That's Yo, the next PJ, goal. kick us out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right, guys, that's been sneaker check. We're gonna take a little break and refill our glasses, and we'll be back with some more NBA nonsense. And I'll make sure to save. Save now. X go give it to you. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock knock, open up the door, it's real. With the non-stop pop up, stainless steel. Go hard, getting busy with it. Yeah, did anybody have more dominance over sports background, like hype music in your weight room, locker room than DMX from like? I don't think so. Two thousand nine on. I've told y'all what my walk-up song was in high school when I played baseball, right? Where the hood at? Where the hood at? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. R.I.P. DMX, man. Yeah, DMX died recently. It really sucks. Guys, and it it's it really sad. sucks. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. By but. all accounts, a really great human being. Yeah, yeah. From, Just from everything that we've heard. Had some demons, man. Yeah, yeah it really definitely. sucks. As yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So in lieu of playing round ball rock, we decided to, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. to let me just switch to DMX. That's like, true. Yeah. I don't know. It might be, I might be too hype right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to just like fire off like a rocket. You know, we, yeah. we had to let X give it to you one more time, you know, cause X unfortunately not going to give it to you anymore. Nope. Not anymore. None, none more give. Can't <laughs> nope. give anymore. No more giving from X. All right, guys. Uh, let's transition straight into Jersey check. Um, Dylan and Crawford, why don't you guys start us <laughs> off? <laughs> you, I am wearing you, you, yeah, just you go ahead. The blue Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers LeBron James stitched jersey. Ditto. No, Ditto. you're <laughs> stitched. Oh, his is Mine is the exact one. same, but it's not stitched. It's heat pressed. So there's a difference. And mm-hmm. I literally said this afternoon, Crawdaddy dibs on the blue Lakers jersey. And I said, I don't care. <laughs> Which I thought meant, oh, yeah, fine. I don't care. Yeah, sounds oh, good. I was sounds saying, good. No problem. I don't care. What he meant was, I don't give a shit about what you just said. <laughs> what you were trying to communicate to me, I don't care. And I'm going to wear it anyway. Yeah. We thought that it you know, meant that Crawdaddy was, uh, you know, willing to to seed this uh, this LeBron James yes. win to you when actually it was just two middle fingers straight <laughs> yes. at you. Yes, yeah, basically, tight, um, tight, 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 tight. So tight, yeah, tight, so they're tight. matching today. It's very cute. Hey, we all had the same shoes last week. Okay, that's true. That was sort of on purpose, though. Yeah, for sure. That was a, that was in celebration. Yeah, this is more like in angst. Wait, do you think I don't wear my LeBron jersey out of celebration? Because I definitely do. I wore this on a hike on Saturday, actually. Mm. Got some compliments. Hey, there Ooh, you go. No big deal. Okay. Um, was it by the trans lady? Oh no, that's another. <laughs> that's a that's, that's a story a for a different, different story podcast. for a different podcast. Yes, yep. I was literally going to say the same thing. Yeah. 
Um, I am wearing my only current Houston Rockets jersey. Uh, <laughs> Christian Wood, number 35. He's got wood. He does, and um, I love him so much already. <laughs> and now Dr. Man has wood. Um, and now I'm going to cut that out of the podcast. Um, <laughs> I uh, Yeah, it's the Houston Oilers, the the blue jerseys. Uh, I love this jersey a lot, mostly because it feels very throwback to when I was a kid watching the Oilers and stuff. Um, yeah. No, I, moon, I, baby. I love these jerseys a lot, and I'm really excited for Christian Wood to go all the way off and uh, still be the, tw- the 13th seed. Yeah. Um, it's very on too because it's wrinkled as fuck. Uh, I swear you take <laughs> your clothes out of the dryer, ball them up, and just sh- like put them in a bag. This one, actually, I pulled off the hanger somehow, so I don't know <laughs> how that so works. wrinkled? <laughs> I don't know. You're always so wrinkled, man. You got to get some wrinkle guard, some Febreze. Oh no, man. You got to get your wife to do your laundry for you. Like a real man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'll let her handle My wife that. super doesn't do my laundry, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, speaking of people that handle all the things that go <laughs> that go on in a, mm, you know, in a household or maybe in an NBA franchise, um, we're going to talk about front Dying office effort. woes. We're going to talk about front office woes. Um, so. So, but just right before you do that, just, okay. uh, just very briefly. We already did this on a whole episode no, uh, previously, but just once again, turn injuries off. Yes, turn uh, injuries off. Oh, Jamal yes. Murray is a torn ACL. He's out for the season to probably yeah. till mid mid next year, I would imagine. We'll probably end of this calendar. Um, James Wiseman just recently hurt his knee meniscus. to meniscus. Uh, fucking sucks, man. It's really bad. Like I, as a fan, we are all fans of the NBA. Yeah, we like our own teams, but we don't want anybody to be hurt. We want the NBA at full strength. I want to see Jamal Murray. I want to see Clay Thompson. I want to see uh, Lamelo Ball. I want to see all these guys playing, and it's really unfortunate. And I feel like it's a this season was just a bad idea, man. Yeah. The way that they laid it out, and I'm not blaming the well, owners or the, or the whatever, because the players voted on it and they passed it too. Mm-hmm. So everybody tried to get their money. Um, and well, I understand I, it's a hard hard decision, but it's just it's really 72 games and it's like four and a half months was bad. It's idea. a little too much. Yeah, yeah. they may have, they probably should have done 62, but at the same time, it's like. This could have happened in a regular NBA season too, and it does. And it, it but it just does. seems exacerbated by the lack of. I mean, the Lakers are you know all these teams are playing like seven games in five days, and just it's just really it wears on you, man. You know, and yeah. Jamal Murray specifically was out for many games, had a sore right knee, came back and came the first back and game, tore yeah. his fucking ACL, dude. Well, it's I think like he tore his left one, right? No, it's the same knee. It's the same, same knee. knee. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Anyway, that's it. Sorry, just brief. We already yeah. we've already done this on a whole other episode, but yeah, turn it off, man. It sucks. Um, yeah. Speaking of woes, like injuries, <laughs> front office woes. <laughs> I'm trying over here, y'all. I'm trying to a little too hard, actually. Um, so recently, JJ Redick was traded at the deadline from New Orleans to Dallas, and uh, upon leaving, JJ said that basically the New Orleans front office was a bunch of shit bags, and that he would be was surprised. That if uh off air apparently yes um, <laughs> and uh apparently he w- said that he would be amazed if any agent would want to work with the new orleans front office uh and so i, I thought that was just How did he you know signed this? this will not stand you know this aggression will not stand <laughs> man exactly yeah and i mean there are just a history of front offices you know making continually bad decisions sacramento orlando just you know seems to just being constant remit rebuild yeah i mean sam hinky that was a whole trust the process thing you know he was just trying to yeah he was the original tank god you know um and you know even even tra- going back to the origins of the podcast you know jerry kraus and the, the yeah. whole front office Yikes. decision with uh michael jordan and stuff and so you know the, uh, the jerry kraus thing though he got six rings so i, I think a little vindicated there. a little bit a little sure. bit yeah he just wanted to blow it up too early yeah no for sure yeah, for that was sure. that was weird and and that he mj didn't like him because he was short or something um but yeah. uh the, so the front office i mean they're obviously the people who put the players on the court but uh my question is do you think that a properly put together squad can outplay a shitty front office or can those two Bulls. things can those two things even exist in, in the same Bulls. uh what do you like? What do you like? What do you mean? I mean, I'm saying that like, it like can, can they overcome the obstacles of a bad of a bad front, front office? office? Yeah. Uh, I would say to win a championship, no. Okay. To to do well, sure. But to win a championship, a lot of things have to go right for you, mm-hmm. and 
I mean, uh, I think it's really hard to overcome bad. You know, you don't have the if you have a bad even a one bad contract. It almost never happens on like a championship team. Yeah. Unless everything's just falling right for you. I mean, look at the Warriors in 15, 16, those years where they still had like Steph Clay, Draymond on like their rookie deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that's very rare. I mean, yeah. usually almost young teams almost never win, win it all in the NBA. It's almost always veteran teams who've been there, lost, whatever. You know, look at the Dirk 11 Mavs, you know, LeBron having to lose a couple of times before he finally got it. Jordan, you know, never getting the finals, but getting to the Eastern Conference finals a lot. So, um, it takes, uh, it's hard to win a championship with, without a really, really fine tuned, put together roster, which is why my boy, Rob Palenka needs to get his flowers because this man's genius. And, uh, he just draft picks and he, I feel like he got punked a lot during the magic thing. Fairly so. Cause that it looked on the outside, like a shit show. Yeah. Like they got LeBron and then had that pretty bad year, which again, LeBron that's got injured. He got injured totally. They were, they were in fourth place when he got injured. They beat the breaks off the warriors on Christmas day when he got hurt. They proceeded to lose a bunch of games. It was like no shit. And then they the weren't trade time. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, and I feel like a lot of and then Magic obviously quit without telling anybody, which looked really, very bad. Um, but since then, Rob has been on a fucking tear, signing yeah. people, making good trades. Um, and I just think it's funny. Like, you think the guy who was Kobe Bryant's agent isn't good at his job? Like, yeah. You think Kobe is going to make this man his agent for his entire career, and he's like a bonehead? Like, no, yeah. super not. So. That's my. That was my opportunity to give Rob Plinkett flowers. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that a really good example of this uh, with a like front. I mean, obviously there are, are bad front offices from these perpetually bad teams. Uh, I think that Orlando, uh, the Daryl Morey situation, you know, can be skewed either way of being. A I mean, good he front played fast and loose. Bad. You know, he did play fast and yeah. loose. Yeah, definitely. And you know, just uh, just like the Joker in the Dark Knight, just blew the <laughs> hospital up on his way out. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think, uh, Boston is a really good example here. Yeah. Uh, you know, with Danny Ainge and, uh, I just, that, that team is stupid talented. Yeah. Like they have so much yeah. talent, but and they got a great coach too. They have a great coach in Brad Stevens. I just don't know if they can outplay Danny Ainge's war chest, you yes. know, in yeah. his, his, yeah. uh, or you know, just like disloyalty to people. Yeah, and and just his unrelenting ability to give up draft picks and give the bag for someone, you know, like yeah, uh, they they're so talented and they have between you know Tatum and Jalen Brown, like that, you know, that backcourt is incredible, Solid. you know. Yeah. So Marcus like Smart coming off the bench, Marcus yeah. Smart coming off the bench, like you you need a you need a franchise frontcourt player, yeah. you know, and, and so Kimba you, is playing well. Yeah, it's very good. Kimba as well. Yeah. So like if you want a franchise frontcourt player, then you have to give the bag. You yeah. know, you got you need to give all your draft picks. You need to give like your young guys like Robert Williams up, you know, when they have value. Robert you know, Williams he, is very good. He is. He's playing very well. Yeah. Um, but you gotta if you want to win a championship, you gotta give the bag. And In the wise words of Al Pacino, give him all you got. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't mean to heat check you, but it's give me all you got. Mm-hmm. But Heat sure, check. Yes. see what yes. you did there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So you you got to give them all you got. Yeah. Yeah. This would be other GMs talking to Danny Ainge. Just exactly. Like, give me all your yeah. No, I know. I they just they have sort of hemmed and haw. He's just he's made every every one along the way. Did he's you made say hemmed and haw. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is Texas, bro. That's right. Uh, he has made every sort of incorrect play every time. I feel like you know. Getting Kyrie, yeah. Obviously, I mean, look, I would might have done that too, and Kyrie probably would have told me to my face, "I'm staying." And then he told everybody in Boston, he "But was you got to view him as a rental, you know." Totally, you have to you have to kind of play it that way. You got to view him as a vision quest. I mean, that's only worked one time in the NBA, and his name is Kawhi Leonard, and mm-hmm. they rented him, and it worked, and they won a championship. Yeah. So yeah. cool. But um, that that was risky. Not you lost him, right? You got Kemba, been really hurt, hasn't really lived up to it yet. Lost Gordon Hayward basically for nothing. Let him walk. That looks. I mean, he's injured too right now, so it's who knows. But he's played pretty well when he's been playing, though. But they also constantly, like every time any big player gets traded or whatever, free agent signing, it's always in the news. Danny Ainge was is like, I was this close, almost got him. I'm like, well, fucking hang a banner for it. Then you almost got everybody. Almost got AD. Almost traded for Harden. Almost, you know, it's like, dude, at some point make the move. And they, when we did this last week, they were playing very bad. And they've kind of turned it around. They're playing pretty well now. Yeah. But they're still. um, I mean, let me. Sorry, I'm pulling up right now, but. They're seventh in the East, dude. Yeah, in the in the East, like yeah, they ain't gonna get it done, dude. They're twenty eight, twenty six. They're hovering at five hundred. Like that's just not good enough. Yeah, well, yeah. But somehow they've been able to make they have it two all stars. Like, I mean, for God's sake, you know. 
they've been able to make it to at least the semi conference finals. Yeah, and that, that's my thing is like I I think that yeah they have put together a young squad that looks really good. I think that they have guys and and they have assets. And I mean we've talked about it before, but yeah they're they're having to outplay their front office right now and i think that they're a good example of it's pretty difficult you know yeah. similar to what you said you it's these veteran teams you know it's hardly ever these young teams that are the ones that are going to be uh able to outplay their front office if they well, if they do have to I, th- I think also too it depends on when the bad front office comes in so for example i'm not saying the warriors have a bad front office but like for example they they did pretty well with, under Mark Jackson, and then they got rid of Mark Jackson. Steve Kerr came in, and then they go on this tear. But I don't – and then now Steve Kerr does, looks like he doesn't know how to coach. No, he does not look like yeah. he knows what he's doing. Yeah, but but also I think that's more of a coaching situation because I think they have, a lot, they have a lot of pretty decent pieces, and also they've had a ton of injuries, you know, so it is. Yeah. But also, like, if you have guys yeah. that are perpetually injured and, like – I, I think Clay Thompson's a great example. Like Clay Thompson's making a shit ton of money right now. He's been injured he's been injured a lot. Well the past two years. Twice. Yeah. yeah. yeah twice he's been injured twice. Um like my thing is if you're the Warriors, like and I'm a front office that is trying to like maximize Steph Curry's prime, then like I'm flipping his ass. You know? You which know, is Clay which Thompson? Is, I'm flipping Clay Thompson, yeah, absolutely. Because I there's not many years of, of prime Curry left. You know, he's still and playing Draymond. outside of his mind. Yeah, Draymond's – he's the. there's not a lot of tread left on those tires. That's I don't know. That guy sure. could just play defense. I'm um, the best defensive player shoot ever. with his backpack on for the, another few years. Yeah, I, think. <laughs> I mean, you got you have a lot of young guys, you know, uh, like you have Kelly, Kelly Oubre right now who, like, I think in certain situations could be used very, very well. I think he's overutilized right now. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I'm saying, like, you flip Clay Thompson to someone who's like willing to take the bet down the road that he's going to be a franchise guy, you know, and like be able to rebuild a little bit and just get. Well, he'd be like an addition to a piece they already have, like a. Yeah, but just be like, just get long term. Just get the bag for him, you yeah. know. Like yeah. that, that's my thing. Is like I, I think that, I think that that is the the play right now that the Warriors front office is not making, and so like. You know, there's that almost. I feel like there's kind of two sides. There's like this almost like Danny Ainge disloyalty, where it's like I I won't give up things, I won't give up these assets, but like also you are just pawns in my chess game, <laughs> right? You know. Yeah. But then there's also this like overt loyalty where it's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna give up Daryl Morey, like I'm gonna give up everything to keep James Harden happy. Uh, I'm gonna keep Clay Thompson around, even though he's been hurt for two years, and like I could probably get a lot of assets for him, you know, things like that. I feel like there's kind of two sides to the coin. It's hard to like be in the middle, but I think in the middle is where the championships are won. If sure, that makes sense. Yeah, you got to show loyalty. Um, you have to show trust, and and you can look. It's a business. You can trade people. It's a lot of it is like how you go about it. You know, like yeah. giving them heads up, letting their agent know, like, yeah. hey, oh. we're shopping them. Like, just FYI, we'll let you know when anything happens. Like. Just like blindsiding people, that's not cool. I think JJ Redick, obviously, like he felt very much like this, like they weren't honest with them. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got to do is just be honest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that, uh, so one of the, ta- the trades I talked about earlier was um, Philadelphia moved Terrence Ferguson and Vincent Poirier to New York. And uh, Vincent Poirier, who is, he was contributing on uh, Philly. I mean, he was not like a two way guy. He, you know, averaged like 10 minutes a game. Uh, he ended up being waived by New York after they traded him. But, uh, one of the things he said was like no one in the Philly organization like gave him a call at all. Like no so one even talked to him. Like too. Doc Rivers didn't call yeah. him. Daryl Morey didn't call him. Nobody. He just all of a sudden his agent said, hey, you're going to New York. And he had no idea. So if you're the GM, you need to you need to tell the player, hey, you're going or at the bare minimum, get your assistant GM to go tell him. I mean, yeah. And so, I mean, that's. That's not how you build a player first culture, you know, which no. which uh, I love Daryl Moore to death. I think that, you know, he is definitely a guy who plays fast and loose, but I think <laughs> that he's also those guys who's like he's very focused on the franchise guys and everyone else is just fringe players, you know, and so I think yeah. that, they're just assets. Yeah, they're, I think if it's expendable. if it's Ben Simmons or Embiid, then he's, you know, buddy buddy with them probably right now, you know, Tobias Harris, but then all these other guys are just, uh, you know, uh, a means to an end for him, yeah. you know, so um Speaking of teams who are uh, potentially <laughs> going to be in the playoffs and stuff, I don't know. That was a bad transition. Your new name, your new nickname is speaking of. Speaking, speaking of, of, speaking of, of uh, 
places where things are put in the location. It's time <laughs> for yeah, yeah. You're you're stretching, buddy. I know that was a tough one. Um, okay. I was trying to get from so the bold strategy, <laughs> Cotton. Let's see if it pays <laughs> off for them. I was just trying to get from the 76ers to the play-in tournament, and you know it was not a lot of fodder there. Would have been better you know? with the Celtics. Yeah, not a lot of fodder there. So um, the NBA play-in tournament is coming up, guys. And uh, so the play-in tournament is different than the play-in tournament in the bubble. Yeah. And right. it's a little confusing at first. And so I'm going to break it down, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. So, break it down now. Um, so game one is... Look at this <laughs> God damn it. You got yes. me with that one. <laughs> you got me with that one. Um, <laughs> shit. All right, so game one is the set. So this is for both conferences. Game one is the seven seed versus the eight seed. And the winner of that game gets the seven seed in that conference. Um, so then for game two, it's the nine seed versus the 10 seed. The loser is eliminated. The winner goes on to play the loser of game one. And uh, that will be the eight seed. So there is potential that a seven seed could actually be out of the playoffs and a 10 seed could be in the playoffs. Love it. Correct. Yeah. Anarchy. Luca does not like that. Well, no yeah. shit because he's in the play-in. Well, yeah, yeah he's a seven seed. He's well, like, yeah, if they were number six, they wouldn't care. Well, yeah. His, his thing was, you're telling me that just because we lose two games in a row, we're out of the playoffs if we play 72 games? Like, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's they that's started how, the season like dog shit, dude. That's like, how that's basketball works. <laughs> yeah. That's how sports tournaments <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah, they're two games back from the Blazers. Like they could catch up, but like yeah. you got to win the games, dude. Sorry. Also, this is the the favorite to win MVP at the beginning of the season by us, kind of. Yeah, well, a, lot, a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of people yeah, a lot of people. It. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't think he, he's he just hasn't performed in the conversation. They haven't won. They've they're barely yeah above five hundred too. So yeah, yeah. So um. So currently in the East, this matchup would look like Boston versus New York in the seven and the eight, and Indy versus Chicago in the nine and the ten. Actually, uh, uh, breaking news. Oh, breaking Not news. Breaking. Well, Charlotte breaking lost news. just now. Oh, so they're actually seven right this minute. Oh, okay. So it'd be Charlotte, yeah. New York, and then Indy and Chicago. Yeah. And then in the West, it would be Dallas and Memphis and San Antonio and Golden State. That is so exciting. Yeah. Like Pelicans might catch up to the Warriors. Yeah, they could. They're I, one game behind. Yeah, they yeah. could. But. Yeah, it's going to be a close one there. I think it's just really interesting it's because so Boston, awesome. Because Boston could potentially be a seven seed and be out of the playoffs, yeah. and that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so good. Um, um, also, I think Chicago in the ten seed. Like, I, I think with all these trades that they made, of like bring these guys in, it. it's like one or two games, dude. It's like it's kind of a coin flip some in some ways. If yeah, ten seed as long as you win two games. Like, yeah, yeah. I would just love. I, I I would just love to see out of this though. That um, like a a like ten seed gets in or like a seven seed falls out or something like that 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 would just yeah. make it worth yeah. it to me. It just it gives. I mean, dude. So the Gold State Warriors are number ten right now, and Steph Curry scored fifty points last night. I mean, yeah. Do you want to stare down the barrel, of Steph, for one game? I will say though, they don't have Wiseman. Yeah. So that may still though, dude. That guy scores fifty fucking points. Like that's, true. that's my thing. Is like I'm not I'm, anarchy. <laughs> I am. I I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> um, sorry, uh, that was a complete, <laughs> completely off topic. But um, I, I yeah, my thing is I am. If I had to put money somewhere, it is not against Steph in true. two no. games. No, like at all. It it could be Steph. And uh, the Pee Wee uh, YMCA basketball team against the, you know, who are they playing? San Antonio. Yeah. And I don't know how much money I would put on Steph losing. You know, that's my thing is, uh, you know, he's he's just been shown to to be able to fight through that. So, uh, yeah. I do think think this this is not great for my baby Grizzlies who would need like a series to figure it out. You know, like one or two games is. Yeah, does not bode well for. I mean, for we saw that in the play-in last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they were hurt. Also, I'm once again asking, when is Jaron Jackson Jr. going to play basketball? Again? <laughs> oh, I know he's been sitting on my bench <laughs> since the draft, y'all. <laughs> what is his deal? I don't understand. They well, so first they said, okay, he's going to come back in like late February, and then they said, okay, he's going to get reevaluated at the All Star break, and then they said, okay, shortly after the All Star break, he's going to start on court activities, and then he started on court activities like. A week ago, and they said end of April he'll be reevaluated. So interesting. 
basically, he's I mean, going to hey, sit like out for two years. They're being <laughs> cautious and look at the look at what we just talked about. It's, yeah, it makes sense. Fine, be cautious. I mean, yeah. AD's being reevaluated this week, I think, right? Yeah, middle of the week. Um, he could be close. It sounds like he's close. Yeah, um, way closer than Jaron Jackson Jr. That's for, <laughs> that's for fucking sure. I know LeBron's yeah. back in like three weeks. I think. So I hope. Hopefully, yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. So. Um, be yeah, cautious at this point. I mean, they're the five seed right now. They're basically playing 500 ball without those guys, which is incredible. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, yeah, cover around the four, five, six seed. Totally fine. Get yeah. those guys back for the last few games. If you need to make a push just to get out of the play-in, that's fine. Yeah. Um, then you play the Nuggets in the first round and <laughs> RIP Destroy Nuggets. Them. Sorry yeah. for you. <laughs> like, you don't have Jamal Murray. You're not. Yeah. yeah you're not going, not and going they, and they traded Gary, Gary Harris. Gary Harrison. So. They have no one at point guard. It sucks, man. They're playing well, but uh, it's really it's just it sucks. Yeah, it's unfortunate for Jamal uh, Murray. Maybe so. they should put put bull bull at point guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bold strategy. Maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. So just like Boston <laughs> and Dallas, I am currently the seven seed in our fantasy basketball league. <laughs> uh, and so one thing that we did not talk about last week that I want to kind of bring in uh, is. Uh, we have decided to, in our fantasy basketball league, put a little skin down on who's going to win and who's going to lose the overall. And so uh, this is one thing. If you guys are not in a fantasy basketball league, you probably don't care about this at all or if you're not in a fantasy sports league. If you are in a fantasy sports league, especially if you're a commissioner, guys, you have to have some incentive for the team yes. that are going to win. You also have to have a little incentive for the team that is going to be in last place because yeah. you don't want those guys at the end of the season who are not setting their lineup. Yeah, like me. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> that just commissioner. Kept, that happened to me like twice in a week, and I was very. I was ashamed. staring at my phone Sunday morning because I knew that Jokic played at two p.m. and I was just like, "Don't let him set his lineup. Don't let him set his lineup. Don't let him set his lineup." At two o one, I was like, "Ooh, you Ooh. forgot to set your lineup." Yeah, it was really, had told you. Hate to see it. <laughs> it was really unfortunate, but. Um, but yeah, that, that, you know, you want to make sure that those guys who are definitely not in the playoff picture and just are going to be in that consolation bracket in, in fantasy basketball, at least, uh, have at least some sort of incentive to try and set their lineup and not be in last place. So for first place, we all pitched in a little bit and we got a, uh, wrestling championship belt that has, uh, the, I took that personally meme from yep. Michael Jordan and yep. the the name of our league is there will be balls. <laughs> and so it says there will be balls uh, league champ and there is a plaque on the belt for each of the next four years. Yep. So we're, in it. we're in it for the long term. We're in it for the long haul. And the winner, skin in the, game. the winner can engrave their name and whatever else they choose <laughs> on the, uh, the belt there. There are no rules, honestly. There um, there's, there's some rules, but, they're they're pretty loose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no racism. No racism. Yeah, that was yeah, what I was basically say. the only rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no supremacy of any kind. Exactly. Yeah. Unless it's LeBron. So, <laughs> so um, you are a LeBron supremacist. Yes. Yeah, for sure. One hundred percent. Um. So <laughs> that just distracted the fuck out of me. <laughs> I like lost my whole train of thought from that. Oh, we have um, a championship belt. We, we also get, have we, a we have a uh, a last place trophy, and so we wanted to make sure not only was this funny to the people in the group, and also funny enough that the person will do it, but also that there was uh, a little bit of shame brought into it. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I did some digging around the internet, and I discovered that there is a full sweatsuit that is literally just Nick Cage's face on it. Please Google this. It's just a uh, sweatshirt and sweatpants. That's just Nick Cage's face. Uh, Nick Cage's face is prominently in the crotch area of the pants, <laughs> which is what I was looking for. Uh, I also ordered this sweatsuit in a 3XL. Um, you cannot see any of us, but none of us were a 3XL. I can tell you that <laughs> nope. right now. And the loser, the last place in the consolation bracket, has to send the entire group text that we have for our league three pictures on three different days of them wearing this sweatsuit in public. There has to be other people in the picture showing they do not know. that they do not know, showing that they are wearing it in a public space. And it has to be three separate pictures on three separate days. They can be consecutive days. They can be, you know, whenever they, they fair choose until the next year, you know, but there has to be three of them or there's going to be some consequences. So before the start of the next season, before right? the start of the next season. Yeah. So I, um, this, this is to me a rip the bandit off situation. Like yeah, just, just wear three days get in a row. It, 
<laughs> yes. So see, also this is maybe not punishment for Crawdaddy because like we've seen the way he just dresses normally, and he hey, probably I'm just probably making the playoffs. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I am meanwhile just. <laughs> Me and Dylan fighting for the bottom. God My bubble really got burst today because we were all kind of under the same misapprehension that it was three from each division. And long story short, I was I'm clawing at it, but it turns out nope, it's just the top six mm. in the whole league. Except so for the uh, one of the first round buys is the top of the. Yeah, yeah, but basically, yeah. I do not have a chance to make the playoffs. So I don't think mathematically. Yeah, I don't think mathematically. Unless do, I win so. this week and next week, even still, I don't think. Anyway, so point is, I am at risk for <laughs> being in last place. <laughs> yeah, and so here's my thing: is I think that you could send it three consecutive days, and yeah, that'd be great. But I think just dropping one like a month in <laughs> is great. Like that's my thing: is like just going to your niece's first communion. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just my like his first birthday, a yeah. picture standing in the middle of South Congress. Like that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, is I mean, I will say if I get it, I will embrace it and I will really. Yeah, I'll put it out there for you guys. Yeah, and so, I don't want to do it, but so I, I, I get if the, you have to if I, I have to, I get the like three consecutive days, though, but that's my thing is you send you send one as a teaser right at the beginning and then like two months in, you know, just to keep the iron, keep the fire hot. Yeah, you know, for the next season, you got to send one just to just to keep the boys, uh, you know, ready to go for the next year. Um, we might and, need to add a wrinkle that because we also would love to. I mean, we talked about this a little bit. I haven't texted the group, but I would love to do a live draft in person draft. Yeah, uh, maybe you have to wear it to the draft. That would Ooh, add, yeah, that would yeah, also yeah. that may have to be. A piece. And then you yeah. that, and then you, you know, you bequeath it to yeah. well, not bequeath it, but you you get to unfurl it. You get yeah. to slough Re- it off. Yeah, you know? remove yeah. the chains like a period. You get to you know <laughs> slough oh, off. <laughs> oh my god! Your unused eggs. You just get to. <laughs> Peel, peel like a skin, like a second skin, like a snake shedding its, you know. Oh my gosh! God. Yeah, like it's like Nick Cage taking his face off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. I like that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's the only one I approve just of. Standing of all in the middle of the group. Oh, just. That's gonna be my energy if I have to Man, win this thing. Yeah. I get chills every time you play that. <laughs> It is so scary. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, guys. I'm out on that. Um, so yeah, we'll keep you updated. That's a uh, scary movie, which uh, brings us to other movies, which is uh, what are we <laughs> watching and what are we going to do about in <laughs> the plugs? Um, yeah, and, no, uh, we'll catch down Lakers. We'll keep you guys updated on who ends up with that beautiful sweatsuit and we'll maybe even see if we can uh, post a, a link to a picture of someone wearing it. And we'll if you're out and about in, in any of the places we live, you you better watch out. You, <laughs> you better, better watch out. out. You better watch out. You better watch out. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> That's so man, we're just really in our wheelhouse tonight. This <laughs> really is, in our cues. Listen, this is a, this is a lost episode, so That's you know. true. Yeah. That's true. Please save. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh Crawdaddy, why don't you start us off with plugs? What you got? Oh man. Uh right now I'm on some home renovation stuff. Okay. Not watching it. I'm actually doing it. Mm. So I haven't really had so time to watch it. Are you plugging that other people renovate their house right now? Is that what you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it. Um, I have been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, nice. Okay. Wonderful. Nice. Nice. Very good. Witness me. Witness me. Remodeling my home. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's pain in the ass. Uh, I recently got the second COVID vaccine, so you should get vaccinated. You feel the animals. It, yeah, do uh, your part. It whipped my ass in a very special way. I ran a fever for like two days, but I also got antibodies now, so COVID can if fuck Bill right Russell off. Russell can do it. You can do it. Yeah, COVID can fuck right off. Um, <laughs> I watched the movie Cherry recently. Oh, uh, yeah. with Tom Holland on yeah. Apple TV Plus, and it is. Uh, Y'all, it's it's a roller coaster for real. Um, so uh, he is a former um, uh, army medic and comes back and ends up uh, becoming a drug user. Uh, I'm not giving you know, anything away that is not in the previews from that. But uh, but yeah, no, it is beautiful. It's like very uh, it's heart wrenching. Um, the score is incredible. I don't know who scored it. I need to look that up actually. Um, but there's just so many scenes where it is the, the cinematography is really beautiful, but then the score behind it, it just gives it that much more. And it's, it's just perfect. 
Um, I thought it was a really good movie. I I don't think it's like a, a gonna win an Oscar, win an Oscar, you know, win an Academy Award. But like, I just thought it was it was really great. I probably won't watch it again because it was set as fuck, <laughs> um, you know. But I, I thought it was really great. It's worth the watch for sure. Um, and then I've also been watching this new show on HBO called Destroy All the Brutes. What? Um, it is about um, the impact of um, basically like colonialism and like white supremacy in uh, over over the Americas and over the world over the last like 400 years. Um, and it is excellent. Yeah, it's, it's by the... Uh, same director who made uh, I'm Not Your Negro by uh, Jan- about oh, yeah, James, yeah. Baldwin, James Baldwin, yeah. um, which is also an excellent film if you haven't watched that too. Um, and it is, first of all, his voice is incredible um, and he's the narrator and it is, it's, it's so beautiful. Um, is it buttery, his voice? Uh, no, it's actually very raspy, but it's oh. like super cool. Um, but he just has a really excellent, really cool story. The, the, um, way that it's portrayed is very interesting. It's kind of like jumps back and forth between these like reenactments that are not completely accurate that are like his interpretations and all these different things. Um, it's worth the watch. I'm, I'm only about halfway through it right now, but it's definitely worth the watch if you have HBO max. So, um, go ahead and check that out. All right, Dylan, what you got? Um, I went to a movie theater what? and saw Godzilla versus Kong and yes. it was incredible. And it, I could have honestly probably watched anything, but uh, being in a movie theater was an overwhelming experience and it was incredible and I loved it. Took my son. We watched the movie. We ate a bunch of food. We laughed and yelled at the screen while Big Lizard punched Big Monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, Love to see it. And vice versa. And I have no idea if the movie was good or bad, honestly. I just, it, it washed, was delightful. It washed over me like a, like a wave of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was great. Uh, I also have been watching um, Made for Love on HBO Max. Really, really good show. Kind of a sci-fi comedy. Um it's, I don't really want to say anything because I don't want to spoil it or, or give anything away, but um, Christina Milioti, who was in Palm Springs, which I loved she's great excellent. Movie. last year. She's a great actress. And Billy Magnuson, who's pretty great. Um, he's those, They're the leads. Uh, but yeah, and Ray Romano's in it also. Um, Made for Love on HBO Max. Uh, really, really interesting, cool show. Um, I believe that's it this week Yeah, for me. Um, guys, it's been an incredible week. I promise that I'm going to hit save at least 37 <laughs> also, times. Also, the weird paradox episode. is if you don't, no one will ever hear it. No one <laughs> will ever hear so, it. So, guys, no if, you, if you've if you never heard this episode before, then... Uh, also, if this doesn't save, we straight up probably will just end the podcast because yeah, like, I yeah, can't... I can't for sure. I got no more in me. I'm just going to go... Saying, no <laughs> just more. go yeet myself out the window right here. Um, <laughs> or just yeet your laptop. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, pro- I'm going to buy a new laptop, honestly. Um... <laughs> But yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for listening and dealing with all of our NBA nonsense. And hopefully we will see you next week, depending on if this saves. Okay, everybody. If you're listening to this, it's too late. (laughs) If you've heard this, then it's too late.